This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. What's up, guys? Red Nation News Podcast. My name is Solomon Ali at Red Nation Hoops on Twitter. Trade deadline edition of the podcast. Trade deadline edition of the podcast. We are 13 days out of the trade deadline. Anything can happen from now until February 23rd. So I figured it's probably best to do a trade deadline podcast right now in case anything ever happens. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because the Rockets seem to be buyers at this year's trade deadline and sellers in uh, more ways than one. Um, and I think. I think it, it could be pretty interesting here because if they if they they can add some pretty nice depth pieces here and make a real run this year at the conference finals, so I think it's going to be an interesting edition of the podcast. Here joined by Kyle Chilik. Uh how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing really good. Um, also joined by Taylor Pate at Taylor L Pate on Twitter. How you doing, man? I am doing pretty well. Yeah. So um, before we get into anything, the Rockets won. Four out of their last five games. Uh, they seem to be getting back on track. Um, their defense is starting to really pick up, uh, especially lately. These past three games, their defense has really picked up. Um, what what adjustment has there been for you, uh, or what change has there been for you that you know the Rockets are slowly getting back on track? In your in you guys' opinion, what's really changed? Uh, shooting has been a, a big thing. Um, you know, uh, I think in the last game. Um, that Eric Gordon played, he was four of eight from three, which is, I mean, like a revelation for him. He was consistently shooting like 20, 25% from three. Um, and then same thing with Ariza. Um, he looked really, really bad um, the the last few games um, before our, our current four, uh, four out of five um, win streak, if you want to call it that. Um, he looks a lot fresher, uh, and he seems to be, you know, looking a lot better, especially in the defensive end. Um, yeah, I just think they got their legs back under them. They're having a, a really tough stretch of schedule with a lot of travel time in there. 
Yeah, and I I agree with you, Kyle. Like, and I, I and say, to the same extent with you, Taylor. Like, I, I really felt like it was their schedule. Their schedule got really brutal down there, and they they had they had the most games played in the NBA. Um, they had not played uh, a home game in a while, and they had not had a three day rest since the beginning of the season. They had they hadn't had a three day rest, and so having this three day rest really really helped them get their legs back under them, as you said, Taylor. And I and their shooting has has been good. Um, they've got a little bit more healthy in the sense that they got Eric Gordon back for like a, a few games, and then he uh, disappeared again. Um, are you guys concerned about the back? Are you guys concerned about the lower back for Eric Gordon? A little bit. I mean. I mean, I think that it, it's probably a cause of, you know, other lingering injuries and, you know, favoring one side and um, just just kind of wear and tear. But, you know, stuff like that, you know, uh, like lower back issues tend to tend to be like hamstring issues or something where they just kind of linger. Yeah, I think it's mostly just a precautionary measure with his injury history. They don't want to run him into the ground. Yeah, and, like, it worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit um, because uh, stuff with back in general just really, like, bothers me, especially if it's something like back spasms or anything like that. Uh, It doesn't seem to be that, but it it is a back issue, and uh, back issues tend to be a little bit unpredictable. You can be out for two or three games, and and, uh, suddenly you get a notification on your phone saying Eric Gordon's out for two or three weeks. Um, and that and that's where it starts to get really concerning. Um, and the Rockets are really closed closed lipped on, on this kind of stuff. Um, I, I tend to think it's nothing because he was listed as doubtful these past few games, and then last minute uh, he was listed out. Um, so I, I tend to think uh, I tend to agree with you uh, with you guys in that they're being very precautionary here. But it is something to watch going forward. Um, especially because I think they're really, really weak at those uh, at, at the guard position after Patrick Beverly and James Harden. There's nobody there, um, and the Rockets kind of have to play Patrick Beverly and James Harden these uh, absurd amount of minutes to make up for it. And that's kind of what we want to talk about on, on this on this edition of the podcast. Um, what are the Rockets' weaknesses going into this trade trade deadline? Um, so they need another guard. Uh, they had they've got to add some sort of either a a two-three combo, um, or uh, just a straight-out shooting guard, um, and they also need um, a backup big, or or maybe even a starting center. Uh, I mean, some people would say that Clint Capella is not capable of uh, handling the job. Um, yeah, I think that a guard and a wing, just in general, to get Corey Brewer out of the rotation. It would be huge, and then another guard in case of injury because they just have nothing if like Bev goes down, like you said, because Tyler Ennis just ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I um I I'm not as uh, worried about the big man positions. I think they're fine with that uh, three headed monster of Montrez Harrell, Clint Capella, and uh, Nene. Um, Although some uh, some fans have addressed that issue, so if you guys have any trades today to that address that issue, I'm more than willing to hear it. Um, and um, that yeah, that backup guard as you talked about, Kyle, like they're super super shallow there. Um, if somebody goes down, if Patrick Patrick Beverly and Eric Gordon are largely unreliable for their for the course of their career, they tend to go down 20 games every year. And so if that happens, the Rockets kind of have to play, uh, have to overcompensate and play. Uh, 
James Harden an absurd amount of minutes, uh, or Eric Gordon, or Patrick Patrick Beverly. Two of those three guys end up playing an absurd amount of minutes, and they have to kind of stick stick in Tyler Ennis. And that's when it's um, that's when it's like that's when it starts to become a, a big concern. Um, and for me, like that backup wing, like they des- that's the number one that's the number one trade target for me. Like it, if the Rockets address anything at this de- that trade deadline, it has to be backup wing. And because um, Corey Brewer is really awful, and uh, they need to find some some way to compensate for those dead minutes. Um, so let's hear it. Uh, what's your first trade, Kyle? Um, well, I'll start off something kind of simple. Okay, Kyle, cut out. Let's hear from Taylor. Taylor, what's your first trade? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my first trade actually is. Uh, it's kind of a um, kind of a minor deal, but I think that it would pay a lot of dividends. Um, so we would we would be sending Corey Brewer to the Nets for Bojan Bogdanovic, um, and we could send you know like a, a compensatory like second round pick or something like that to go along with it. But um, this would get Brooklyn closer to the uh, to the cap floor. Uh, and then it would also save the Rockets a little bit of money, and then the Rockets also get a um, really, really good three-point shooter. That's such so, a uh, that, that's such a Daryl move. Like I feel like that's what's gonna happen now. Like like that's something I feel like Daryl Morey would certainly do. Uh, he's very aware of teams trying to get to the cap floor, and he's taken advantage of that in the past uh, with teams like the Sixers and. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like that's a that's a kind of player that the Rockets would target. I, I'm with that. I'm I'm with that kind of a trade. Uh, let me get to my first trade. My first trade is uh, we're we're gonna go with the Serge Ibaka. We're gonna go with the Serge Ibaka trade right off the bat. The Rockets get Serge Ibaka. They send back Corey Brewer, KJ McDaniel's, Montrez Harrell, and a uh, 2017 uh, first round pick. And uh, is that too much? Is that too much for Serge Ibaka, guys? Ugh, um, uh, the first round pick gets me, but you know it's a it's a late first anyway. Um, so it's you know, I mean, if you can get the um, acknowledgement from Serge that he'll that he'll resign, then I think it's worth it. Um, but if if you can't get that assurance, then I don't think that I would do it. Yeah, I think that's a fair value. From the Rockets, but I just don't know if that Brewer uh, takes value away from that deal for Orlando, having to eat his salary, because I think that Orlando's like perpetually just wrong about what they can get with their cap space, like clearing out cap space by trading Tobias Harris last year for no reason, and losing out on that deal because they thought they could sign someone. I feel like they're not going to want to take Brewer back. But if they they're fine with it and they realize they need to just rebuild through the draft, then I think they do it. Yeah, there was that brief window of time where uh, where Orlando thought they could get Chandler Parsons and our Horford at the same time. Like I remember that the Florida connection. Um, and yeah, they, they do seem to be a little a little bit delusional in that aspect. But I I do think that um, 
when you throw in that first round pick and you and you throw in like how good Harrow has been this year, like like I I don't think Harrow's been I don't think Harrow's actually this good. Like I, I'm a little I'm a little bit skeptical, but like he's been pretty damn good for the Rockets this year. And I think uh, taking a gamble on a, not even a gamble, like taking a guy like, taking on a guy like that plus the first rounder, like that's cheap talent that the that Orlando can tech, uh, could really use right now. And um, and then on top of that, taking a flyer on KJ McDaniel's because I think there are still some teams that think KJ McDaniel's is good. Like um, like I I, I I still think KJ McDaniel's is good. Like like, like he's just been like completely thrown out of the rotation and, and i think i think there are teams that'd be willing to take a flyer on him um so yeah overall like w- w- do you think um any of these teams say no to this trade who says no uh i just orlando might but i'm not gonna say for sure yeah if anybody says no it's orlando all right uh taylor what's you're up next what's your next trade uh i actually have uh, Corey Brewer, uh, Montrez Harrell, and a second round pick for Taj Gibson. Ooh, I like that so trade. I, I like yeah, that. so I think that Taj Gibson is a fantastic uh, fit for this team. Um, he brings rim protection, rebounding, um, offense. I mean, just kind of everything that you to expect from the power forward position. Um, and you know, he's on an expiring deal, so. You know, technically, if you don't want to re-sign him, you don't have to, and that becomes cap space. Um, and then, you know, from Chicago's side, they get a young player, uh, a second-round pick, um, and, I mean, they have to take on Corey Brewer, but that'll be expiring next year. So that's, you know, they'll eventually have to rebuild anyway. I like that trade a which lot. Sec- Go ahead. Uh, which second would it be? Like Portland's? Um... I didn't specify, but they're I mean bo- they're both kind of in that same area at, the, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think you can like word it to where it's the better of the two seconds. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, you can put some language in there. Yeah, um, and yeah, I like that trade. Like, uh, Todd Gibson's getting paid nine million dollars this year, and obviously, as you said, it's expiring. And so, I mean, like, it's kind of a no risk. Uh, the thing is, you got you got you kind of have to get some. Um, you kind of have to to. That 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 second round pick it makes me a little bit nervous because um, you're already giving up Harrell. Uh, so if 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 it were me, like, and you're asking me who says no, I think maybe the Rockets. Uh, but I, I think Todd Gibbs is a nice player, and I, I think he he really solidifies that Rockets front court. Um, he gives them some rebounding that they didn't have before, um, and some interior defense. I mean, uh, what do you think about this trade, Kyle? I think both teams would probably say yes. I want to say, and um, the only thing is that past this year, the reason that I'm kind of iffy on trading Harrell is because they won't have a backup center unless you think like Onowaku will be ready, or Joe Chi will come and save us all. And the Rockets um, get to, and the Rockets get to clear up that Corey Brewer contract, which we we didn't talk about, and that's like another benefit to that. So maybe maybe I'm being a little too pessimistic in that and saying that the Rockets say no because they do get that benefit and they get the benefit of Taj Gibson. So. Um, yeah, and you, you'll find a lot. You'll find that a lot with the, with a lot of these uh, Corey Brewer trades. Like like a lot of these Corey Brewer trades that we put together, um, they they yeah they do get Corey Brewer off the books, but they also get something else in return most of the time. Um, and that's why we threw in a lot of draft picks for these trades. Um, Kyle, what's your next trade? Um, well, I'll go with another surge trade that's a little bit better. 
for Orlando and a little bit better or worse, depending on what Houston plans to do. But um, it's what you had, Brewer, Montrez, KJ, and then also Ennis, and then 2017 and 2019 first-rounders for Serge, P.J. Tucker, and Damajan Rudez. And then, so Phoenix was to send P.J. Tucker and get a first-round pick back and eat Brewer. And then Orlando will get Serge with basically the package you proposed without Brewer. So they don't have to take that negative from Brewer and just send Serge and Rudez. So, so uh, let me let me clarify. So the Rockets are sending back two first-round draft picks, uh, and they're getting back P.J. Tucker and, um, and Serge Ibaka. Serge. And like Damajan Rudez, but that's just kind of filler. But yeah. the plan, the reason is that the Rockets would be able to have PJ's bird rights, Serge's bird rights, and be able to play as an over this offseason, being over the cap team instead of an under the cap team. And if they do that, and they plan on keeping both of those guys, then they get to uh, use the larger mid-level exception. So then they'd have an eight million mid mid-level exception to throw around instead of the room exception, which is a lot smaller. So the plan would be to keep both Serge and PJ Tucker, which is why you're giving away both first, and then you'll have eight million to grab someone. Hmm. I I, I think I like that trade. Ultimately, the, the two first rounders make me a little bit nervous. Uh, but I because the more he does pretty well with draft picks, uh, even in the late first round. But I think if you're getting Serge Ibaka in return, you're kind of put it, you're kind of lifting the ceiling of this te- of this team. And PJ Tucker is a guy they really really need right now uh, for depth. So it really depends on the Rockets' long-term goals, right? As a franchise, right? So I mean, if they're really going for it this year, this is an optimal amount. This is like a, the kind of trade you want to make, right? And it, but if you're if you're a little bit more optimistic and you think they're going to go after a free agent, like a a high-value max contract free agent next year, this kind of removes a little bit of that, of that flexibility. Ultimately, I, I think if it were me, I, I'd accept that trade. What, what about you, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's. I think that's fair value all around. Um, it's kind of a, a win for for everyone, um, and I think that the Rockets. I mean, they certainly improve in that you know aspect, and then Phoenix gets to do what they want to do, um, which is suck really bad for a couple of years and uh, compile as many picks as possible. It's like the fastest process ever. Um, <laughs> so, that I mean, I, yeah, I think that's pretty fair all around. Yeah, I tried to get um, to get Barbosa back to the Rockets, but he's just making too much money. So that way they could have that other guard, and then he also has an option, so he'd be not just a rental if they wanted him because they need that point guard shooting guard combo. Oh, and and, and that that kind of dovetails into a trade that I, that I really liked from locked from the Dunk Down podcast. Um, they did a mock trade podcast. I'm sure most of you guys have listened to it if you listen to this podcast. Um, they did a mock trade podcast uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, in their part two, they had they had PJ Tucker coming back to the Rockets along with Leandro Barbosa, and they had Corey Brewer and a first round draft pick going back to um, to Phoenix. And I thought that trade made perfect sense. And, and uh, they also, they had KJ McGain was uh, going back to Phoenix, and I thought that kind of trade makes perfect sense. It it solves both of their needs for both for next year, uh, and you're only giving up a first round draft pick essentially. And that's and that's a pick that I think Phoenix could use right now in their rebuilding phase, um, and I and I think, um, and I and I think you, you know you get rid of Corey Brewer's contract and you 
like you solve two needs, and I, it makes the team really, really freaking deep in the playoffs. And like you know, Trevor Rees is playing an absurd amount of minutes, and having a guy like PJ Tucker uh, solves a lot for them. Uh, what do you guys think about that trade? It's not my trade. It's, it's from Dunked On. Uh, it's from the Dunked On podcast. Uh, yeah, I'd still do it. KJ's pretty uh, inconsequential to me at this point. Yeah, I think he's I'm, still good, but I don't think he's ever going to play here. I'm of the same camp. I think that KJ is uh, certainly expendable at this point. Is, is he the guy the Rockets kind of most want to trade at this deadline? Like, uh, other than Brewer, like I feel like he's kind of the guy. That he, like I'm almost certain that he's going to be shopped at this trade deadline. Um, and I, I'm almost kind of certain that he's going to be moved at this trade deadline. Um, what about you guys? You guys think he's kind of that the guy that's um, more, most likely going to be moved? He should be. I mean, he's expend. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's filling a roster spot that he. You know, he's literally just playing garbage time. I mean, and and other teams would probably try to take a flyer on him. Yeah, they'd probably be doing him a a favor too after that tweet. I just want a ball. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think even if they don't get something that they really think is interesting for KJ, they might just do him a solid and send him to a bad team or he'll get a rotation spot. Alright, th- th- this trade's a little bit more... It's a little dicey. Like I- I'm not sure if you guys are going to say yes to this. Uh, you-, you give up Corey Brewer, KJ McDaniels, Tyler Ennis, and a um, and a first-rounder, and you get back Ser- Sergio Rodriguez and Robert Covington uh, from the Sixers. What do you guys think about that trade? I think that's a a home run. I'm I don't think Phoenix would do that. I think that no, Roko's like it's not Phoenix. It's uh, the Sixers. I mean, uh, Philadelphia starts with a PH. Same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Robert yeah, Covington is first among among small forwards in RPM right now. Like he's been really good. Yeah, that's that would be a, a fantastic trade. Um, I am all aboard the Roko train. And you think you guys think Sergio Rodriguez would fill a role here for the Rockets because he's on an expiring deal? Like his contract was, really, um, like it, it was just a rental for one year. But but he's eight million dollars. You can absorb you can absorb his salary this year. He's off the books this. He's off the books for next year, and he can play backup point guard for you guys. You guys think he can help for the Rockets? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's good. I mean, I mean, he's good enough. He's better than Corey Brewer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a fine third guard, fourth guard. Whatever he would be, fourth guard. So you guys think Philly accepts that trade because the Rockets send back a first rounder with Corey Brewer, KJ McDaniel's, and Tyler Ennis uh, to repeat? Uh, I think that the Sixers think Rocco is like a piece of their long term, and he's locked in like super cheap for the next two years, like minimum. So yeah, I'm not I, sure I think, if they would do it. I think they love him there, um, and from uh, I think somebody just put out a piece uh, the other day about how uh, Covington was like the the main cog that that made everything go like he was the the you know quote unquote glue guy so um i don't know that they would accept that one all right um and what about you taylor you got any new traits um yeah i got one i don't i don't know i don't know that this would happen or not but um the rockets would send Corey brewer and kj mcdaniels to the bucks and the bucks would send back mirza toledovich um since Jabari Parker went down. Um, you know they're going to need some extra um, two and three depth, and that's I mean something that they could get um, and give them a couple of rotation guys that you know I guess could do something for them. But 
I don't, I don't know that Milwaukee would do this deal, but it would help the Rockets a lot. <laughs> so, so, so it's Mirza Toledovich for Corey Brewer and KJ. Is, is that is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Is and there's no pick there, right? There's not, but I guess there could be. I mean, I, but I wouldn't want to give up a pick for Mirza. I mean, I mean Mirza's good, but I, I mean, um, yeah, I think the Rockets would definitely accept that. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, I if I'm. Um, if I'm them, like I, I'm, I'm not taking on that trade unless I'm getting at least a second rounder back from Mirza, because Mirza is a pretty good player. Like he's he's old, but he's pretty good. I'd want a first. You'd want a first. <laughs> yeah, if I was if I was Milwaukee. Damn, Kyle. I'm just kind of. Kyle's ripping I'm, apart your trade, Taylor. It's it's just, because he's got he's got like his <laughs> his shooting his shooting gives him that that extra added value that and that's what makes it you know almost not worth it to me because you know Toledovich was a guy that I wanted the Rockets to sign um th- this year and and uh, you know it's just one of those things where I wouldn't want to actually give up something of value for him yeah I mean like uh uh I, I agree with you I, I I just think that like <laughs> I, I that 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 trade really favors the Rockets and uh yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a home run for the Rockets, but I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think they accept that. Uh, what about you, Kyle? You got any t- new trades? Um, well, there's a uh, do Courtney Lee because uh, he's not very happy in New York, and uh, they just need to just destroy everything, just tear it all down, and start from scratch for uh, a first Brewer and KJ. I think this is the trade I had. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, this is the exact same trade I had. <laughs> uh, yeah, like obviously, yeah, I, I do it, like, cause, uh, cause I think the Knicks are are obviously tearing that thing. Like, I mean, they sh- they aren't obviously, but they should really tear that thing down. Um, New York's a mess right now, um, and I think they really need to trade Carmelo Anthony if they can find a trade partner. That's really the big the big if, right? Like, if they can find a trade partner that uh, makes uh, Carmelo waive his no trade clause. Um, and that you know the the Knicks are willing to accept. Like, are they willing? Are they willing to accept like an Austin Rivers trade? Like, are, are they willing to take take back that kind of um, take that back that that kind of that kind of low yield for for a, a guy they gave up everything for? Um, and I don't know. And like, so it, this is really contingent on if New York tears it down. If and if they do, I really like that trade for the Rockets because Courtney Lee um, he solves kind of both of their problems. He he gives them another wing. He gives them another another guard in that rotation. Like I think, I think he's he's a really great fit in this ro- in this lineup. Yeah, I haven't done the numbers, but I think it also puts the Rockets over the cap. So then they could be an over the cap team and use that eight million mid level exception. Not sure though. I haven't done the math on that one. Taylor. Hello. Taylor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your thoughts, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would, in, a, in a heartbeat, man. That's that's a great deal. Um, I mean, he fills multiple needs for the Rockets, and um, you know, we've seen over the past few days what's going on with New York. I mean, really, I, I honestly think that the league needs to step in and, and do something about that team. Um, because it, it just it, they're making the NBA look so bad, um, and it's gonna it's not gonna get any better until they actually decide to blow it up. Can we talk so, about Can we talk about this for like five minutes? I'm so thankful oh for, for for Leslie Alexander. Like 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 
and I'm somebody who criticized Lousy Alexander in the in the off season for like meddling, but like, like compared to like the other crappy owners in the league, like he's like so much better than a James Dolan or a Vivek Ranadive. Like, God, James Dolan's like it would be so I I would hate to be a Knicks fan. That was so embarrassing that like that Charles Oakley incident like. Like, first of all, why the hell is Charles Oakley buying tickets to a Knicks game? Like, why is that happening? Like, why does he have to buy tickets? Like, give the guy free tickets. I don't give a damn what kind of uh, vendetta you have uh, against him. Like, he he deserves free tickets every single damn game. Because he's done so much for that Knicks team. The fans love him. Uh, He loves that team. He's still going to support that team. He came out and tweeted uh, after he got banned from MSG that he's still a Knicks fan. Like, that tells you everything. Like, he... Like he, like the Rockets treat their their players like in such high regard. Like even if you were like a Mario Ellie, you're getting tickets to every game if you want it. Um, and I'm just kind of really thankful for Leslie Alexander. <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on this whole Charles Oakley thing? It's a nightmare. If you're yeah. in no one's gonna sign there now. No one. Like you're gonna have to pay through the nose for anyone. Yeah, and I think that's why, honestly, I think that the, the league is going to have to do something because if Dolan doesn't get out, then you literally nobody's going to want to go to to New York, and they're just going to be dumpster fire for for a long time. And that's such a big market for the NBA that they're going to lose, you know, all kinds of money. Um, and and I, uh, uh, it's just such an ugly situation, man. And it, it's it's just no good for for you know the players that are currently there they're on longer term deals and um you know people within the organization former players it's just it's bad man it's a bad bad situation if you're a player like if 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 you taylor like if you were like significantly better at basketball than you are right now like and like you were an nba player and like you had your pick of the litter why the hell would you go to new york like what incentive other than money like if if money is equal why would you ever pick new york like that situation, it's like you can't trust that front office. Like Phil Jackson is not a good is not a good executive, and that ownership is obviously horrendous, right? And this is not the second. This is not like the like year three of this ownership group. This is like year twenty, right? Like James Dolan's had that had that team for such a long time, and you know it's a it's a real question. Like, can you can you force an owner to give up his team? Uh, for in- because of incompetence, right? Like I, I'm not sure you can. Like I like I think you kind of have to like. Like if you're Adam Silver, you kind of have to like stir up some scandal. Like you have to kind of like, <laughs> you kind of have to like bug James Dolan's phone and wait wait for him to say some racist thing, right? Like and like find a way to get him out of the, out of the front office. Like I I don't know what you do, uh, but yeah, like it's it's an absolute disaster. All right, but that that's it on the Knicks. That's it on the Knicks. Um, let's get to my next trade. Um, KJ McDaniel's and Sam Decker for Joel Embiid. Who says no? Who says no? I don't see any side that says no. Joel Embiid for KJ McDaniels and Sam Decker. No, no draft picks needed. I, I think this is a slam dunk for both teams. Personally, I think, I think Joel Embiid is going to really like it here in Houston. I think we should just start packing his bags. I, I, I don't think we should even ask about this trade anymore. I mean, I'm kind of surprised times, this hasn't already happened. How many times has Joel Embiid scored fifty points? That I want to know. Corey Brewer did it. Yeah, that's true. That's Cor- true. But Corey Brewer isn't in this trade. See, see, like you gotta pay attention, oh, man. It's, I, miss, I it's, missed it. It's KJ and Sam Decker. They're getting back good pieces, man. Oh. You, you can't complain if you're if you're Philadelphia. You're getting back KJ 
you're you're getting back the next Kawhi Leonard, basically. I mean that that's what KJ is, and you're getting back the next Chandler Parsons for uh, somebody who's unproven, basically, and you know injury prone. Like, why would you want Joel Embiid, right? Like, just get him off your hands. Get send him to the Rockets. The Rockets will fix him up. Uh, he'll he'll be fine here in Houston. And yeah, like I I don't say I don't understand who says no here. <laughs> Well, I guess that I makes my uh, Corey Brewer for Avery Bradley uh, trade look a little less ridiculous. <laughs> I thought you had Brewer in there just because you hate him so much. I just thought he was automatically no, he's, he's in, in there the in trade. spirit. <laughs> uh, I don't hate Corey Brewer. Like that's got to stop. Like uh, I don't, I don't hate Corey Brewer guys. Like oh, yeah, just like I don't hate the, James. Harden. The basketball player, Corey Brewer. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I I think we did a good job here, guys. I think we fixed a lot of problems. I think we uh, we put some compelling trades out there. I think Daryl Morey's listening. I, th- I think he likes some of the trades we put out here, especially this Joel Embiid trade I laid out there for him. Uh, I think he's calling Philadelphia right now. I I, I think Philadelphia is really tempted. Uh, like I know if I'm Brian Colangelo, I'm accepting that trade. I like there's no there's no way I'm not. And yeah, guys, uh, that's it for the Red Nation News podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes and um google play music give us a good rating on itunes give us a good rating on itunes if you if you enjoy the show even if you didn't enjoy the show if you hated the show give us a good rating that helps that helps other people find the show uh and yeah guys good night Understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.